Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from around the state to your town square with our hosts, Mickey Shields, the Director of Membership Services, and Katie Wheeler, the League's Business Relations Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. Welcome back to The Square, Mr. Shields. Are you talking to me? Uh-huh. Mr. How are Shields. You? How are you doing, <laughs> Catherine? Fun. Mm, very <laughs> good, Michael. <laughs> oh my gosh, here we go. Doing well. It's uh, well, I was gonna say it's a nice spring day, but we're recording on a one of those cold April days. Uh, windy outside. Windy, yeah. But the forecast looks great. Um, hoping to get some, get us a little time on the golf course one of these days. Haven't swung a club yet, other than uh, at an indoor place. So, ooh, where'd you go? Actually, that was a birthday gift. I got to go to the range in, it's, I don't know, which, it's going to be either Urbandale or Clive or Waukee, <laughs> one of those okay. little uh, <laughs> parcels out there in, uh, uh, kind of confused which part of the city right. I'm in when I'm in that part of, the, of uh, Des Moines okay. Metro. But anyways, it's got a uh, several like indoor golf simulator things. So uh, oh. yeah. So like a took on the birthday, took the kids out there and hit some golf balls, watched some NCAA basketball. It was fun. That does sound like a good day. Yeah. All right. Well, good. And what's your favorite part about spring besides swinging the golf club? Um, that is a great question. Like, there's a bunch of things between. It's a great part of the sports calendar. I would have to say, NCAA basketball and opening. Uh, day for baseball and then like any Iowan I think it's getting out of winter and just seeing stuff bloom and just mm-hmm. be able to be outside without freezing your tail off um, that's really it yeah get on the golf course and on the bike that kind of stuff how about you uh, my flowers blooming hands down <laughs> my favorite part <laughs> and I like nice weather so like I like to be outside so yeah being absolutely. able to get back outside for sure what kind of flowers are we talking about? Oh, I have all kinds of flowers. Are you a master gardener? I'm not a master gardener. I think my husband would like to be a master gardener, but hmm. don't tell him, but he's not quite there. Um, Do you have any tips? Um, no, just we we always joke at our house that like only the strong survive. So <laughs> if, if you don't make it, you weren't meant to be here. So. Right. That's right. <laughs> That seems to be uh, the night. I'm uh, there's a lot of things that don't survive in our, our garden, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this one, what was it meant to be? I suppose that's right. It has nothing to do with my gardening skills at all. I'm sure. No, well, if, yeah, <laughs> you just, you didn't fit. You didn't fit in. <laughs> we have. I don't even know what they are. This is going to reveal how um, uneducated I am on gardening and flowers and whatnot. There's something that blooms um, on its own every year. Yeah, like, uh, I don't, I get this, I'm so silly. Um, they're yellow. <laughs> they're like, they come up this time of year right now. Like they're, oh, like they're a like, daffodil? That must be it. Sure. We'll go with that. Huh. Uh, and they spread on their own. Is that, does that sound right? They're kind of, they've kind of spread in some of our backyard area. Yeah. They must Are, be really strong and sturdy. Flower? Yeah. 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 They, yeah. they bloom early and then they kind of go away early yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Daffodils. Spring flowers. Yeah. Like yeah. tulips and. All of those mm-hmm. kind of flowers. Yeah. yeah. We, yep. I like those because I don't do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they show up. Mm-hmm. Well, good. <laughs> and 
what's going on at the league? Well, as usual, we have a lot. Um, the biggest thing I think for our listeners to get excited about, uh, well, first of all, our 125th anniversary is ongoing. This is a, the 125th anniversary of the league all throughout 2023. We have a lot planned. We've already done a few things in Cityscape with some articles looking back on sort of our origin stories and uh, some of the big things that have, uh, we've accomplished over the years. Uh, and then we're going to have a, a couple nice surprises for folks to that attend our annual conference and um, be looking forward to that. Uh, another thing that we're getting really close to uh, have ready for our membership is a uh, what we're calling Simplicity, which is a video awareness campaign that I think is going to be really fun. I think a lot of our members are going to enjoy uh, looking and watching themselves, but also sharing with their citizens, which is ultimately the goal. And there's going to be four different videos kind of explaining the basics of city government, utilizing some uh, kid splainers, some child actors, uh, just talking again about the basics of city government um, in a fun way and hopefully an informative way as the league's uh, part of our effort to help, I hope, hopefully uh, re-educate some folks about the, the basic things, the essential things that their cities provide them on a daily basis. Uh, so we're getting close. We've seen a couple edits, uh, a cu- couple cuts of videos so far from the group we're working with called DeNovo out of Cedar Rapids. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I think it's something in my time at the league, one of the more fun projects we've worked on. And again, excited for uh, all of our members to see those. Absolutely. They are. They're turning out great. So it'll, it will be fun to see how uh, each city uses them, you know. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Then, of course, we uh, have a lot of events planned coming our way. We have our nuisance abatement conference in May, May 10th in Newton. Mm-hmm. We have our small city workshops in June. And then eventually we'll have our annual conference in September. We also have, this is Katie's uh, Katie's prize project uh, or, or task, I suppose, our annual golf uh, outing, which will be June, what, 16th? June 16th. Yep. Uh, yeah. Otter, Otter Creek. Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we said that at the same time. Jinx. <laughs> yep. uh, we're finally going to have Katie play. I have it in writing, folks. <laughs> that is She's untrue. She's playing golf this year. She no. signed a contract. I, gonna... I have it somewhere. I will office. not be. I am not a golfer. I don't know if, you know, what might not have been that you actually signed it. I've got your signature. <laughs> okay. Well, no. It'll be a good tournament where uh, there'll be lots of good prizes and it'll be a good networking event and it'll be good weather, right? Right, right. That's always, yes. the, That's the, always the key. But uh, no, we can't can't wait for that. A lot of fun. Um, and and you're going to be on the winning team. You're already out practicing. Oh, man. No, I'm way behind schedule. Like there's, yeah, but uh, there's been some really good golfers. We need to rally as a league. Um it's really, it's on my, one of, you know, uh, my last job evaluation, we got to get better. The league, the league golf team has to get better flat out. <laughs> so this is the year I got to recruit some, uh, some studs here. So if anybody listening, you got a low handicap, let me know. I'm, I'm recruiting. He's uh, but, yep taking applications. Yeah, but we're, it's going to be a great team for, uh, the league staff. We got Katie and Shannon Busby, our office manager, also an excellent golfer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> One of these years, you two are going to play. That's my goal okay. in life. 
<laughs> but no, it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. All that information, all that stuff will be on our website soon. League Weekly, social media, check out all that and uh, stay tuned. Awesome. All right. Well, I am excited to welcome our new welcome our guests with us today. Mickey, do you want to introduce who we have with us? Absolutely. We're first of all, the focus of this episode is on the mayors of, of Iowa. And we're gonna to talk to a couple of great mayors that are active in the league and also the Mayors Association, the Iowa Mayors Association, which is something that started a couple of years ago. We'll talk a little bit more about that here shortly. Uh, but it's been a really nice uh, development, I would say, for the league. Uh, we didn't have a mayor's association uh, prior to this, uh, but we felt like uh, in talking with a bunch of mayors over the years, that it would be good for them to have a kind of an association of their own to share ideas, network, get to know people better that do uh, that mayor's job, which is kind of a unique position in local government, city government. Uh, so I think it's been a really nice to see that grow and develop and uh, continue to uh, add members uh, month by month. So uh, joining us today, we have Mayor Courtney Clark, who's the mayor of Waukee, and uh, Caleb House from the uh, city of Seymour, um, and who is also the vice president of the Iowa Mayors Association. So Courtney and Caleb, welcome to the square. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, guys. Well, thanks for hopping on. So hang let's get on, before, oh, hang yeah. on. Oh yeah, you wanted to ask Courtney a would know, I think, where <laughs> your golf thing was at. Right? Urbandale. Ur- oh, okay. it is Urbandale? See? Okay. Thank well, you. I I knew got, she would know. They, they I, understand, our... <laughs> I understand the boundaries out here get a little wonky. So I do they understand. Do. <laughs> they do. Well they that for that night they got our local option sales tax money. Um, <laughs> but I will say this, we have done a insane amount of youth sports activities in your fair city that Triumph <laughs> park is uh, yes. an amazing an amazing facility as far as city uh, parks and recreation facilities go uh, we were out there a bunch last summer and then we've had a ton of basketball at your y and a couple of your schools in Waukee. so we're well, out there quite a bit well i'm glad to hear it yes we're very proud of triumph park absolutely a lot of visits and and glad to hear you're joining us we do have a couple of indoor golf facilities uh here oh, okay. in Waukee okay. as well so if you would ever like oh. give recommendations for you know to spend your dollars in Waukee, i can share those <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure well you know what i didn't hit the ball that well at the range in irvindale so we're gonna blame Mary Andeweg, uh, for that, <laughs> and, um, you know, That's sorry, <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's definitely not me. It's never, it's, yeah. uh, anyways, uh, um, we'd like to, our listeners to get you guys, to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to start with something we do with all of our guests and get a little background on where you grew up, uh, went to school, how you got into, uh, your, uh, the mayor's positions here. So, um, Mayor Clark, we'll start with you and give a little background on on you. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I am a, almost a lifelong Iowan. I grew up on the south side of Des Moines um, and went to Lincoln High School, etc. So um, longtime uh, alumni of the state, I guess you could call it. I um, went to Iowa State University and uh, originally uh, intended to be an engineer and then discovered I hated AutoCAD and everything that went <laughs> along with it. And so um, moved over into business. Um, I 
have uh, been in institutional investment management for the last 20 something years. Um, I don't know if I should say that out loud. It dates me a little, but um, (laughs) so I work my day job. I work for uh, a company where we manage money for uh, institutions, insurance companies, nonprofits, public entities, et cetera. And then um, I am married and my husband and I have four kids, uh, ages 17 down to six. So we've got pretty much all the ages covered. <laughs> uh, not necessarily intentionally, uh, it, you know, to have that kind of a spread, but it's it's where we are, a junior in high school down to a, a kindergartner. Um wow. It is quite the spread. It it is. Yes. So we're in all stages, you know, we're preparing for college and trying to figure out how to get our kindergartner to like school. So we're (laughs) we're all over the board there. Um, and, and then in terms of how I came to be married, is that one of the things you wanted us to cover? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, um, in 2017, I, attended a city council meeting. And I think like most people uh, are when they, you know, sort of start to learn about local government, I was um, sort of incredibly shocked at how much my local government has an impact on my everyday life. And that wasn't something I had really been aware of uh, previously, or really focused on. And at the same time, I was sort of feeling this, um, I guess, call to get more involved in um, a number of different ways. And so I I told my husband I wanted to run for city council, and he laughed and then realized I was (laughs) curious. And and so it did run in 2017 and and was elected. Um, I had a lot of things I wanted to kind of see accomplished around kind of green space and affordability and and other components. And then uh, a couple of years later, our former mayor retired uh, and and asked me if I'd be interested in running. And I hadn't, again, I hadn't really considered it at that point. I was um, happy being on city council and, and very much happy working with the rest of the team. And um, but I did realize that that there were again things that I wanted to see done, and so I ended up running for mayor in 2019 and was elected. And so um, I am in year four of my term now. Fantastic! Something about those AutoCAD. It's, just, it's like people either love them or they're like, you know, I'm out of here. Well, the joke is really on me because I basically spend most of my time on Bloomberg, which isn't all that different these yeah. days. So. <laughs> <kidding>. Jokes <laughs> on me. <laughs> and Caleb, how about you? Share a little about uh, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I uh, graduated um, from Seymour High School, and after high school, I went to Central Missouri State University. I'm in Warrensburg, Missouri. Um, one thing I was not going to do was move back to Seymour. So I went, um, and I moved to West Des Moines for a couple of years. And then I, um, decided I was going to run, uh, manage country clubs or golf courses. So I spent some time up in Gallery and then Williamsburg and then, um, decided to come back to Seymour. Um, I wow. lived there with my wife. I have a bigger spread than Courtney does. So my stepson is 26 and he's married and I have a grandson and another one on the way. And then my daughter is 12 and my son's 10. Wow. You do have a Sounds big fun. spread. Yeah. So um, 
I work here. My real job is at the family business. I'm not going to tell you what it is because we're going to get to that with our little uh, two truths <laughs> and Oh, okay. Um, Good segue. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I got in, I, when I moved back to Seymour in 2006, um, there was just, I felt like the town had fallen in a little bit of disrepair and it was, it had changed a lot in the 10 years I was gone. And I just decided if I'm going to um, establish roots and this is where I'm going to live, then I kind of wanted to make a difference. And so I ran for council and then two years later I ran for mayor and that was in 2010. I think this is my 14th or 15th year um, as, as being mayor. Man, impressive. Awesome. And I think that you need to send in your application for the golf team. I do. I do. But because it so sounds we, like you could make it if you're managing golf clubs. <laughs> yeah. So I typically we have like, we still have little league games or, or softball. There's always something going on on oh, that yeah. date. But um, if it's open, I'll for sure want to go up there and play. Nice. Okay. Nice. We're going to hold you to it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Caleb kind of mentioned it. I don't, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but at our house, at dinner, I have three girls and they talk all the time. So we play two truths and a lie about your day at dinner. And then we just have to guess which one is a lie about your day. So I thought it would be fun if we played it with you guys. Not about your day, just about you in general. So our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. So who wants to go first? Caleb? I can, I can go all first. All right, let's do it. Okay, so I work for the family business, and two of these things are true. So, um, a small chain of lumberyard and hardware stores, a wireless internet service provider, a WISP, um, internet company that serves Southern Iowa, or a small chain of insurance companies, offices. Oh. Katie, so then we guess. We guess which, which one one's the lie. lie. Wait, so we've got a like got hardware, hardware stores, store, a, a internet wisp, company, right? Provider. And an insurance. An insurance agencies. Hmm. I think it's the I I think that he oh, wait, so he I feel like I know this too. Time Caleb. out. <laughs> Swear to like So do you have two family businesses? Correct. Two of dang, these are correct. Dang. Okay. <laughs> oh my I think that he has the internet thing because yeah. I feel like he said a company name. And so then it makes me think maybe he does that. <laughs> like, so use an acronym, some jargon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's yeah. gotta be true. Okay. Unless, unless that was intentional to throw us off. Maybe. <laughs> Not overthinking this at all. Uh, I'm going to go with the insurance. That agencies. was going to be my guess, but I'm going to, I'll, I'll go hardware store. Maybe is a lie. <laughs> final, final answer. Yep. Okay. So we, we own four lumberyard and hardware stores, three in Iowa and one in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, we launched, uh, that's Lockridge Incorporated is the name of our hardware and lumberyards. And then, um, 2017, we launched uh, Lockridge Networks for, uh, um, to provide, uh, we're now an internet service provider for Southern Iowa um, Ringgold, Union Counties, Appanoose, Wayne, Monroe, and Lucas. Nice. Boom. I, okay. I, also serve, on, I serve on the, the Governor's Iowa Connect, um, Iowa, the Connect Rural Iowa Task Force. Yes, that's where I've seen you. Yeah. Because um, I'm on the uh, Grow Task Force, but someone when to do those some of those joint meetings. Yeah. I think you were on a panel, and I was like, uh, I, yes, this was this uh, 
helped me mem- uh, remember that. So very okay. cool. Very cool. Well, one point for Mr. Shields. <laughs> All right, Courtney. Okay, my turn. Um, so this is not about a family business. I don't have one of those. Um, but uh, but no, that's... Um, so I have lived overseas. Ooh. I have four siblings. Uh, and I'm a bit of a an adrenaline junkie. I've skydived, scuba dived, bungee jumped, ziplined. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So first was I could take you've Courtney. lived overseas. Uh, yep. Overseas. Second is you have four siblings. Yes. Four siblings. And then third is you're an adrenaline junkie. And I could obviously see being Courtney mayor. is an as an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> I, That's, could, I believe in that one. I think I, that yeah. could be, definitely be true. Okay. You but said you're in the, you I grew up on the south side of Des Moines. And she said yep. she's lived here most of her life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to totally, um, oh man, I don't, that's, this is a tough one. I could also see you living overseas. I'm going to call that the lie though. You're, you're Southsider, big families. That's what I'm going with. So that, that and the adrenaline junkie. Those are the two truths. I'm saying the lie is the overseas, living overseas. Um, Sorry, I should have let okay. you go first. That no, mean. you're fine. <laughs> I guess maybe she's like one of eight or something. Oh, I'm going to go with the kid. Ooh, I'm going to go with the siblings ooh. is the lie. Okay. okay. All right. So it probably wasn't very fair of me. <laughs> um, so I did I did live overseas. I lived in London for a, um, about a year. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I do have That's cool four siblings, uh, oh, so, three oh. younger. so I, I am an adrenaline junkie, but I haven't done all the things I said I did. So that was, sort of <laughs> oh, I have not that. bungee jumped. So yes. So that's sort of the life. Wait, so you have, have you scuba dived? Yes. And, okay. Did, have you zip lined? Yes. Man, we just did that in Mexico. Okay. Um, two of our two, me and my son were able to do it and our daughter panicked right at the start <laughs> couldn't do it so half of our family ziplined uh, <laughs> super fun super uh, crazy at first that's cool so i, I uh, can't do most of those things around my kids i have a one of my kids is um, very afraid of heights and mm-hmm. uh, freaks out if i if i am going to do anything uh, even yeah. remotely scary from a height perspective we were just down in um, Florida over spring break. And there was, there's this place called Gatorland zoo. Uh-huh. And, uh, you can zip line over the, basically the alligator ponds. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh. No, thank you. Oh, and I was, and I was going to do it. And our, our, one of our daughters had a panic attack at the thought yeah. of me doing oh. that. And I, yeah. uh, so I did not, um, get to do that, but I have zip lined otherwise, but yes, no, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Our, we were down in Mexico, Puerto Vallarta, so went to the mountains. And the very first one for ziplining was like the biggest one, going from like one ridge of the, of the mountains to another. <laughs> so it was like a, I don't know how many, you know, a couple thousand feet drop down to this valley below. It's like, this is nuts. You're starting us with this. <laughs> and I don't like heights to begin with, but I had to like, you know, muster any strength I could just to like do it. So try to, you know, show my, 
family, like, yep, this is easy. Sure. <laughs> it was, I was, I probably did not look very comfortable at all, <laughs> but it was fun. Glad we did it for sure. So, well, that's fun to that learn was. a lot about you guys. Yeah. Um, uh, there's probably a lot more to it too. I'd love to learn more, but in the interest of our podcast, you know, it's League of Cities. We probably should talk about like, you know, city stuff. Uh, so, um, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of how you got into your mayor's positions. And, uh, you know, I, this is pretty true. When you talk to a lot of elected officials, I just felt that need to serve their community and, and help out in any way they can. Um, what I think a lot of people sometimes, even in our own league world, is uh, they don't realize is how hard it is to campaign. Um, and so I would like to hear your, your stories, uh, what it's like to run for office, what it's like to campaign, talk to your fellow uh, neighbors and citizens. Uh, so anything you guys could share and Caleb, we'll start with you. Well, I think campaigning in Seymour is going to be a little easier than campaigning in Waukee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the first time I ran, I, I went door to door. Um, I knew a lot of the people in town. The population of Seymour is about 610, according to the last census. So I knew a lot of the people in town already. Went door to door. Um, there, I was running against that incumbent who had been there. Um, so I beat her by you know, 20 or 30 votes. And then since then, I've ran unopposed. I didn't realize that first time I ran that it was going to be um, a lifetime type deal. Like <laughs> Everybody's just happy to find somebody to run. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of where it's at. So I really haven't done any campaigning the last two times I've been elected because I, mean, I ran unopposed. I typically write a letter to the editor once in, in our local paper, you know, once every two or three months to, to kind of get everybody an update. And then, of course, Facebook is the easiest and quickest way to get your message out to, to people as well. So that's really all I've done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Running against an incumbent, was that a little tricky at start, If unless that was maybe what people wanted? <laughs> Sometimes. It was because um, it was somebody that I knew and mm -hmm. somebody that I think took it personally and I me being young um I didn't uh I should have talked with her and just said hey the reason I'm running is because of of stuff that I want to do not um because I'm unhappy with the way you've done things right um that was the big difference um I have tried I've failed twice to on running for Wayne County supervisor mm. and I've had that conversation with other people that I'm running against since is that, Hey, you know, this is the reason why I'm running. One time it was, I wasn't happy with what that person was doing. And I, you know, I kind of just told him that's why I'm running. Um, but I think it's real important that if you're running against an incumbent and you know that person to have a conversation with them because it can get personal. Um, people can, can feel attacked and, and it's nice to get that out of the way um, right off the bat. And then that way you can kind of just campaign on the positive things. Right. Right. And how about you, Courtney? Any fun st uh, stories from the campaign trails? Sure. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, I think something that people don't always realize, right? They think of political campaigns as sort of this big money advertising thing. And, and definitely what I like about running at a local level is that that's not what it's about. It's not about raising a ton of money. It's not about... Um, you know, it, there's 
almost never mudslinging. Um, I just appreciate the fact that it, at the local level, it's really about meeting and getting to know as many of your residents and your constituents as you can, hearing about their concerns, sharing what you want to do, and um, and and trying to stay positive as much as possible about the future of the city, about what future you're trying to build. I really love that about the local aspect. So I, I to go door to door. Um, I did both when I ran for council and when I ran for mayor. And, um, it, it, you know, going door to door, though, it's a little different in a city. Um, it, you know, you typically want to focus on those people that are regular local voters as opposed to all voters, right? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, unfortunately, it is a much lower percentage that vote in local or school board elections than that vote in general. And um, and so, for example, here in Waukee, we have, you know, roughly 27,000 people, but, you know, approximately 2,200 will vote in our local elections on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And so that's a much more manageable number to try to get out and get in front of in various ways. So yeah, going door to door, absolutely trying to make sure that um, that you're communicating, that you're meeting with people, that you're providing as many opportunities as possible for people to meet you, and um, and just hear what people have to say. That's actually the number one thing I like to talk about at the doors. Is it's not about what I want to do; it's about what do people want to see happen here, and mm-hmm. how can we make that work? Um, you know, so so that's how I've run and, and how I've been successful. I also, um, have had opponents both times when I ran for mayor, I ran against another council member and, and what Caleb said, it can feel a little, uh, personal, right. Mm -hmm. When you're running against somebody, um, that you know, well, and, and that has wanted the job or, um, has been involved for quite some time. It can definitely it feels a little awkward at council meetings for yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. uh, not going to lie. Um, but I, I think it is, I would agree that it's just important to be honest about this isn't about you. This is about the, you know, the future of the city and what I want to see happen. Completely agree. I think, you know, fun stories. Um, you know, I would say that honestly, just meeting people where they're at has been incredibly rewarding for me. Um mm-hmm. You know, people don't necessarily like to answer the door, uh, especially when they've already seen other candidates for whatever other election. Um, But I I will tell you that regularly I'll have people say, you know, never had the mayor come to my door. And and that's exciting for them um, to get a chance to actually tell me what they think in the comfort of their own home at their Mm -hmm. door has been a really positive experience. for the most part. And, uh, and then just getting my kids involved has been fun as well. Uh, out on the campaign trail, um, I've had them come with me, um, last in the mayoral election in 2019, my dad went out and campaigned and, uh, my oldest daughter went out with him for a day and just knocked doors. And, um, so it was kind of a whole family event, and, uh, and just hearing some of that and how that was received was fun for me. Um, they make handmade signs and, and get involved from that perspective. So that's that's been a lot of fun, that being able to um, kind of show my kids engagement 
and Mm -hmm. participation and have them be part of it has been really important for me. Absolutely. That's, uh, I think one of the greatest things about local races, city races is what we know, but local government at our level, it is much more retail politics, if you will. Um, it's, it's truly talking about things that are anyone can see and do. Um, and it's, I've always said this, I know a lot of people in our world have said it too, is that it, it really the, the, the voter turnout, as you mentioned, Courtney, it should be the inverse, <laughs> like, the sure. stuff that people, they should be voting in their local elections far more than the general ones because these are at the local level. This stuff that people touch and use every single day. Um, whereas, you know, higher up you go, those probably less things that you're actually utilizing every day as a citizen or a business. But uh, we do have, unfortunately, not not good turnout for most of our local races. But I, I, one day, hopefully that will change. <laughs> yeah, or at least equal equalize, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just yeah, voter participation in general, you know? Yes. You know, it's your civic duty. Get out there and and you know, that's your voice, folks. But I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the things we want to also talk about um, you know, you've been, both of you've been uh, elected officials now for a little while. Um, and so what would you point to as one of your major accomplishments during your time as mayor? And let's go back to Caleb. I do have a quick, funny interaction. Real oh, quick. yes. Yes, please. Uh, so right after I became mayor, <clears throat> I got a message from our super, or my principal, high school principal. And she's like, hey, you need to be here at you know, 335 for this, this contest that the mayor always does. So I was like, okay. I didn't really ask any questions. I was busy. So I show up and I'm sitting in the gymnasium. And I was like, so what are we doing here? And they're like, well, we're going um, we're gonna to judge the cheerleader tryouts. Like, okay. Well, I don't know why you asked me to do that. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, oh, well, the the other mayor always came and did it, and she oh was, my. you know, obviously she was a woman, and that she had been, you know, kind of active in that, and they just thought that was something that the mayor did. Oh my gosh, so I think that was specific to her. Um, but yeah, so I went ahead and judged the cheerleader tryouts that year. <laughs> That's uh, that. I mean, there's a lot of weird mayor's duties out there yeah. that might take to take. <laughs> <laughs> So I learned Incredible. real quick to ask questions before I <laughs> yes, do, do right something. yeah before you agree to do some, yeah some kind of event or whatever yeah so, so that so that's when you that's your major accomplishment too then yes <laughs> that's the yes. best year best team ever right there right right, right. all thanks to the mayor <laughs> so as far as accomplishments I guess um. Kind of going back to the campaign a little bit, we all have reasons we want to we want to run for these public offices. Um, and one of the, one of the main reasons I wanted to run is we had a, a three story building that sat on the east side of the square that has partially fallen in. We had caution tape around it, and there just wasn't um, we didn't have the funds to take it down. It was just it just sat there for a couple years, and so I thought, you know what, I'm, if I don't do anything else in this first four years, I'm going to get this dang building taken down. So I started working with our my local state representative at the time was Kurt Swain. Um, I, I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know who to call, who to talk to. So I just started with him. He helped me um, put me in touch with some people in the Capitol. And then we got the DNR involved. And long story short, after about a year, the DNR ended up um, footing the bill for it and to help us get this building down. And we put up a little green space with a little side park up. And it really showed me that, you know what, I can get stuff done. Um, 
and it just really that really gave me a springboard into what else can we do? And so I just kind of started running with it. And, you know, we've done some uh, we had some CDBG grants for storm sewer and sanitary sewer. We got a grant for a new recycling center and it just kind of built and all the way down to small grants for new street signs. You drive through Seymour at the time and you can even read the street signs because they yeah. were so old. So we got new street signs up. So like all of the accomplishments are important. I don't necessarily, you know, one's made, I don't, I don't look at them as bigger or smaller. It's just mm-hmm. any time that you can improve your city um, and, and make it a better place, then, then that's, that's, that is, they're all big accomplishments, I guess, is how I should put it. So right. um, it, it's been fun. It, I mean, it, I hated the saying, you get out what you put into it. I hated that saying until I became mayor. <laughs> and it really is like the more, the more you want to put into it, the more effort and, and, and come up with these wild plans, um, you really can get some stuff accomplished. So that's mm-hmm. been the fun part for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you get one early success and how that can kind of uh, lead to more and more. And you get that taste for it and the council gets a taste for it. The community does as well. And off you go. And then nothing seems too big or too small to accomplish. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Courtney, other than uh, some indoor golf simulators, <laughs> what would you point to as some of your successes and accomplishments along the way? Well, those I can't claim. Uh, <laughs> private industry is definitely uh, responsible for those. But, um, but yeah, so I think, you know, what I would say are, are some of my accomplishments are just being able to, similar to how Caleb ad- addressed it, um, you know, really being able to follow through and and get things done has been has been truly rewarding. Um, you know, when I ran, two of the things that I kind of highlighted that I wanted to do were to build stronger metro and regional partnerships, and then um, work on affordable housing. And um, you know, it's something that we definitely had a lack of here in Milwaukee, and just having accomplished uh, those things in terms of, you know, we're now moving forward on affordable housing. We've uh, identified the land. We've identified an, uh, an affordable housing partner. They're working on their proposal for um, for state light tech funds. Um, you know, seeing that move forward, building stronger regional partnerships in terms of, um, you know, participating in just a number of ways from, you know, uh, the MPO and, and MyLag down to Capital Crossroads across the metro being present and making sure that Waukee's voice is heard and mm-hmm. um, and how can we strengthen the metro as a whole has been really rewarding. But also just listening to constituents, you know, the top two things I mentioned uh, that I love hearing from people at their doors, uh, the top two things I always get asked for are uh, lower taxes and uh, we'd like a target. And huh. <laughs> and, uh, and we've we've lowered our property tax levy four times in the last five years and um, and. Target has now announced they're coming to Waukee. Well, I, well, I can't claim credit for all of that. You know, obviously, team partnership through economic development efforts and as a council focus on lowering taxes and fiscal responsibility, all of those things have, have played into it. But just being able to say, I, I hear you and we're working right. on it. We're actively we're actively working on this and, and we're seeing results has been really rewarding. I love yeah. that. That um, I love the 
that you guys are both on here because it's like a small town and a larger community. They're just, they're both huge accomplishments and I love seeing both sides of that. Um, yeah. Okay. So filling positions across the state has become more and more of an issue, whether it's city council, city clerk, or mayor. Um, what tips would you give to someone considering to run for mayor or council? So should we all go at once? Or? Yes. <laughs> One, two, three, go. No. <laughs> Caleb, why don't you go first? Well, I think because the concern for, I think, rural um, Iowa is finding people willing to run. Um, we've had uh, we've had two write-in candidates because we didn't have we didn't have anybody elect to run for council last time. Mm-hmm. So you had two, we had to have two write-ins, and that can be dangerous because at that point in a small community, fifteen or twenty votes could get it in, and and you want to make sure you have the right people running for the right reasons. So I think the the Mickey, help me out. Which one of the task forces helps with leadership? That's grow. The one I'm on. Yeah. The grow. Mm-hmm. And I really think that as that, as that grow um, task force comes up with plans and, and procedures to help really encourage these younger, younger people, meaning I'm, I mean, I'm in my, I'm 45 and I'm really young for people in my area that are serve on these. And we, we need people that are in their thirties um, to, to really get active in it. So a lot of it is just, trying to, um, the mayor mentor program that's through the, um, Iowa mayor's association is another one that that's a, that's a good, um, organization just to give these young, like the next generation, a taste of what it, what it takes. Cause a lot of people are really intimidated by it. I had done it for 14 years, so it can be very difficult. Right. <laughs> and it's just, um, so once we get them involved and, and, and they can make it, they see, they can make a difference. Mm-hmm. I think that's my biggest challenge is, is not, um, not giving them tips on how to do it, but maybe trying to encourage some people to just go ahead and, and make that initial step. Yeah, that's great wisdom. Great tip there. That's, and I think that's some of the things we've talked about the league and other places, just try to get someone involved in something, even just a, a small little project, a cleanup project, volunteer for this or that. And then, and hopefully they realize, yeah, the city government's not some big crazy thing that's scary and tough is going to, to, you know, uh, it'll cause a bunch of harm, hopefully not <laughs> to your, to you and your family. It's a, it's a way to serve your public, you know, serve the community. So Courtney, uh, how about you? Any tips you would share with somebody that's considering a run? Yeah. Um, so s- similar to what Caleb said that, you know, you want people who are running for the right reasons. And um, so I'm, I always tell people whenever I meet with groups, if you are interested in anything, right, serving on a board or a commission, running for anything, you know, I'm happy to sit down and talk with you about what that process looks like and and help you figure it out. Not because I necessarily, you know, want people running against my current council. That's not the point. But mm-hmm. the point is really around encouraging people to to run. Period. And um, but I also caution people that, you know, run for the right reason. Um, I regularly, the people that I'll have reach out to me will be people that will say, well, I'd like to be a state senator someday. And I see this as my first step. And I, 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 you know, I don't discourage that. Um, If you have a goal, then, you know, taking steps towards that, but you're going to be really, um, it's it's not going to be fun and fulfilling as it could be 
to be on city council or to run for mayor or any of those or school board or whatever it is, if your goal is something else, um, you know, think about, okay, this might just be a first step for you and your path, but what do you want to accomplish here? Why do you want to serve here? Because otherwise you're going to spend an awful lot of time talking about things like sewers for, <laughs> for really right. something that you're not looking to do. So make sure that you have a reason to run for this position. What do you want to accomplish here? And um, you know, how do you want to help and, and be fulfilled here? And because there is a lot, right, that we can do, but if you're focused on what comes next, that's not it. So mm-hmm. um, that's it's something that I kind of try to try to talk with people about, about, you know, make sure you're just running for this office for the right reasons. But mm-hmm. um, but definitely then, you know, then it is absolutely encouraging everyone to consider how to get more engaged and involved and um and and whether that's volunteering for a group or being part of a committee or board or or actually running for office, I think we have feedback. Yeah, Ryan, we can hear you. <laughs> okay. Edit yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's a really good wisdom. Again, um, I. I tend to, I mean, there's times that you can tell, I talk to somebody, they'll call up or, and they'll say like, well, I'm thinking about doing this or that. It's a citizen. I'm, you know, cool, cool, cool. Like, well, have you been to a council meeting? Have you, what is your council working on? What's, do they have a strategic plan? Do they have a goal setting? Do they have a capital improvements plan? Have you looked at their minutes? You know, right. things like that. You just get a sense right. of like, this is what it looks like to be on the council or to serve as mayor. Um, it's not for everyone, but again, I think most people have a, misconception of what that really looks like uh it's like go to a council meeting you know it's open <laughs> anyone mm-hmm. can go go check it out to ask your council questions they'll tell you what's going on you know the- absolutely i know that all of our council will sit down with just about anyone um and and talk to them about what we're doing how how it's going how they could run all of those kinds of things uh, but it is a little frustrating. We had a, an open position a couple of years ago, and that was actually my fault. I was on council, and then I got elected mayor. And so I had, <laughs> we had an you. open seat right, <laughs> to fill, and we had a lot of people apply for the open seat who had not run in the most recent elections and who had never been to a council meeting. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things where you're you're applying to be appointed to an open seat, but you haven't shown the engagement and interest in what do we actually do here? So right. just, you know, come on out. Yeah. Let's talk exactly. about it. So I like to uh, jump in. Like, so if we have to appoint someone, I try to find somebody that has ran before. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think getting appointed and not having to put your name out there and having the guts to put your name on the ballot. Um, and then just to try to slide into an open seat. I, that doesn't really sit well with me right. um, very often, but agreed. Kind of the opposite of Courtney, where, where the council members are willing to sit down. I see in rural, small town Iowa, every time I go to the Casey's, every time I go to the restaurant, it's like, hey, Mayor, what are you going to do about this? Or you know, <laughs> constantly see, I constantly have input, oh, right. positive and negative, basically every day, just walking or just being around town. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I have to admit, that's why I order my groceries online now. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's probably like a, I don't know how much how long it takes you, but going to the store is probably like five <laughs> times as long. <laughs> just yeah, you know, every every aisle, another citizen says, "Hey, why don't you do this?" And if we just had that target, you know, we'd have way more space to shop. <laughs> Let me know how you got that target, Courtney. I'll see if I can talk to you this evening. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you both hopping on the square with us, sharing uh, a lot about yourselves and your jobs as mayor, your accomplishments, successes. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. Great episode. Uh, so thank you all again. And um, yeah, we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Thanks, Mickey. I would like to um, encourage anybody listening out there that is a mayor to join the Iowa Mayors Association. We have a lot of good dialogue. Um, there's a uh, we have an email chain, so there's lots of times mayors will come up with certain scenarios asking for assistance, and there's always five or six different people at least willing to help out. So it's been a really good resource for me. You know, now that I'm 13, 14 years in, it would have been a just a tremendous um, resource when I was year one or two. Um, a lot of, a lot of these new mayors don't have, uh, they don't know where to go for guidance. Yeah. Iowa Mayors Association is a great place to start. Yeah. That's been one of the greatest things we've seen right off the bat with the Mayors Association is just that uh, interaction on the email form and sharing resources, sharing ideas. Uh, it's, it's just a tremendous, uh, uh, resource for the mayor. So anyone looking at uh, any mayors out there, you should join. What's the, I think it's $30. For the membership, if memory serves, I think so. Yeah, it's very uh, inexpensive. Um, so check it out. Uh, the league hosts it, uh, the, but it's the group kind of runs itself, and we just sort of sort of support it from the background. And uh, again, it's been a, just a great addition uh, to the league and to the state. Mm-hmm. So, Katie, I think that's another episode. That's in the it. Books. Well, All right. Hope everyone out gets out and enjoys their communities this spring. Um, as you know, it's a League of Cities podcast, so we'd be remiss not uh, encouraging people to utilize uh, all their local amenities. Uh, the, so many great cities, parks, and recreation opportunities out there. Get out there and enjoy it. Uh, it's that time of year, folks. All right. And we can see Caleb and Mickey on a golf team in June. <laughs> That's right. So. <laughs> Taking all challengers. We've got, we've got our ringer, finally. Yep. There it is. <laughs> Right. All right. We'll see you next All time. Right. Yeah, we can